As soon as the turkey dinner was cleared from the Thanksgiving table, my siblings and I knew that Christmas had already begun. The spicy aroma of the freshly baked ginger snaps soon would fill the air and we would fill our festive mugs with hot cider and my dad would lower the needle of our record player and soon a Perry Como Christmas would put us in that holiday spirit. I'm going to age myself here, but I can still remember the decorative covers that showcased the other vinyls as we started pulling them out of the Christmas boxes. There was the Johnny Mathis, Frank Sinatra, Carpenters, Andy Williams, and the Ray Conniff singers in their Christmas best. While we would start separating the tinsel strands and hanging them on the tree, my siblings and I would join Perry as he would sing, Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays. Oh, yes, home for the holidays. Whether we go home or our family members come home, it's our heart's deepest desire of the season, isn't it? To be home for the holidays. I know the particular pain this time of year can bring if we are not able to celebrate with those that we love. Now that I have moved to Tennessee, we aren't able to gather in Washington or Oregon with our extended family on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day like we have done for the last 28 years while our children were growing up. When we moved to Tennessee in the fall of 2020, I unpacked as fast as I could because we moved in fall. We arrived in Tennessee in October and I wanted our place to feel as cozy and comfortable and familiar when our kids arrived home for the holidays. As I did so, my husband called it nesting. I thought about our heavenly father as he prepared a place for me. Having his children together with him is what he has always wanted as well. As I record this podcast, I am once again planning for my kids to come home for the holidays. I'm preparing a place for them and I'm making things ready. I'm preparing meals and I'm getting rooms ready and I'm decorating and I'm planning activities for them to do while they're here. And I'm so grateful that our Heavenly Father has had a plan in motion for our homecoming as well. Today and for the next three episodes, I'm going to be sharing God's plan for the best Christmas ever. These are short and sweet thoughts about what I imagine it must be like for God as he has started planning the Christmas story. What it must be like as he prepares to bring us home for the best Christmas ever. And I'm so glad that you're here joining me today. Transitions are exhausting. So many things change, you end up feeling lost. You can find yourself questioning your relevance and even your worth. Whether you're gaining a new surname or going to a new situation, there are two things I want you to know. First, Your roles in life will change, but your purpose is eternal. Second, God has a plan for your life, and the enemy has a plot against that plan. 
I'm Sherry Fletcher, and this is Your Spiritual Game Plan, the podcast for those in a season of transition. And I'm so glad you're here. Stick around and let's work on a spiritual game plan together. As soon as I was old enough to understand that I could have a baby, I wanted to have as many as I could. I loved babies so much that as a teenager, I even canceled a few dates when I got calls to ask if I was free to babysit. Anticipating having a child was something that I remember so clearly. I wonder how Mary anticipated having children. She was engaged to be married, so I'm sure she thought about having children, but I'm guessing immaculate conception wasn't something that she had in her plans, but it was in God's plan. Can you imagine the anticipation in heaven? It must have rivaled the eagerness of a child on Christmas morning. It was time. The plan to bring God's children home for Christmas. Luke 1, 26 through 31 says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph to the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. The angel told her, do not be afraid. Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. The pages of the Bible can hardly contain the excitement around the birth of Christ. The angel singing the shepherds in shock, the stars shining, the glory of God, and the wise men traveling, all a part of the story that I remember picturing as a child. Each of the four gospels share the account of Jesus' life, but I particularly appreciate the gospel of Luke. It focuses on Jesus' birth and on Mary's role. As a mother, I love how we are told in Luke 2, verses 18 through 19, that all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary was treasuring all the things in her heart and meditating upon them. Personally, I love photo books and journals. They are tangible ways of keeping memories crafts from my kids' schools and letters from my kids and photos of all the fun things that we shared are ways for me to treasure and to keep these things for me. Mary treasured many of the memories and the moments with Jesus and the miracles of her remarkable son, Jesus. Did you know that to treasure means to keep things from perishing? Christmas is a combination of two words, Christ and Mass, communion with the anointed. 
That's what Christmas means, Christ and Mass, communion with the anointed. John 3.16 tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. So one way of looking at Christmas is like this. For God so treasured the world that he sent his son so that we can all come home for that communion with the anointed. I would like to say that again so that this can really sink in because we are treasured so that we will not perish. For God so treasured the world that he sent his son so that we can all come home for that communion with the anointed. Ever since the fall, way back in the Garden of Eden, our Father has longed for us to all come to the table and have communion with him. The intricate details of God's plan are a treasure that we too can meditate on this Christmas. It is my prayer for you and your families this Christmas that you find peace and joy in the words that Gabriel shared with Mary when she was told that the son she carried would reign over the house of Jacob and his kingdom would never end, for nothing is impossible with God. Take time right now to think about one tradition that you treasure and continue to give thanks to God for his blessings. Thank you for listening to Your Spiritual Game Plan. I'd love to have you join my email subscribers so that we can keep connected. If you join, you'll receive the five steps to start your spiritual game plan. It's a free mini course that'll help you discover how to find your relevance and worth in seasons of transition. I will be taking the month of January off. And when I return in February, this podcast will be audio only. Be sure to tune in next week for part two of God's plan for the best Christmas ever. We will be talking about God with us, Emmanuel.